Hello, listener, and welcome to Into the Characterverse podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to doing deep dives, impressions, and reviews for specific characters out of your favorite comic books. My name is Mike, and I'm joined by... Charlie. And... Audrey. And this week, we're finally doing Nightcrawler. It only took us a month from the time we said we were going to do Nightcrawler to actually start it. We were stacking the decks. Oh, we well. were. We were. We were. <laughs> and we're going to... For our boy. <laughs> we're going to break Nightcrawler up a little bit, it looks like, just based off schedules, because it is the summer. So... Yep. Yeah. So... You might just hear some Loki episodes or something in the middle. Maybe some Blade. We don't know yet. We're, we're still trying to decide. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sorry. We will, we will have content. We will have yes. content, yes. We will continue to put the content out. The most important. Exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. So, yeah, it'll be fun either way. So, yeah, we're, we're doing Nightcrawler's origin story via the comics in this one, not the movie. Um, and maybe tie it back into X-Men 2, X2, X-Men United, whatever the name of the movie was. I still don't entirely know. It's X-Men 2. Also marketed as X-Men 2, Bullshit United. <laughs> so, uh, this I week... don't know what it, I, you just said it, I immediately <laughs> forgot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's such a forgettable name, I don't know why. Which yeah. is why X2 reigns supreme. Yes, X2. exactly. X2 forever. So, we are, we're doing kind of a short list this week because we all wanted to read the origin story because uh, we, in the past, we kind of realized that we don't actually necessarily know where the the person came from and we feel like we were kind of missing some of the stuff for them Mm -hmm. so we decided to do uh everyone reads the origin this time Mm -hmm. so all of these comics pretty much all of us read and we kind of skimmed certain areas just because nightcrawler is a background character for a lot of this stuff so Mm -hmm. uh we are going to go through roughly like i don't know 20 years worth of comics uh almost in this episode and we're only gonna actually review like 10 so mm-hmm. it'll be fun yeah, yeah it'll be good so audrey how about you lead us off with nightcrawler our x-men origins nightcrawler from 2010 yeah so this was uh written ooh, boop, 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 boop. i thought i had it here we go all right, X-Men Origins Nightcrawler, released in 2010, was written by Adam Freeman and Mark Bernardin. Penciler was Carrie Nord. Um, this is one where I know I've seen the cover before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So you have those indigo hues with, um, you know, gold and orange accents. Um, and it's very, like, painterly. Um it like it's just really beautiful and we'll have um they really lead on... into like the gargoyle imagery on that mm-hmm. cover too so it's yeah. very cool which you know makes sense um he's my spooky boy yeah spooky boy <laughs> and this whole uh issue is full color and fully shaded which i loved it made it very easy to mm-hmm. keep track of and, yes I don't know, Th- this nice. was a very easy read mm-hmm. oh, that was a good one whenever things are like really pretty it's easy for me to read them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we start off in Germany, and it says it doesn't give a specific time frame. Uh, it says many years ago, but you kind of get the feeling it is um, after World War Two. Things are pretty bad in Germany. Like yeah. there's mm-hmm. a lot of poverty, um, and people are kind of desperate. Um, but it cuts to. Um, Kurt already in the circus. He's doing flips, tricks, kicks. He's doing it all. Acrobat. He's great. He's an acrobat, and um, the crowd loves him. You can see that right away. 
he has an apprehensive or like um kind of tense relationship with the owner of the circus yeah yep. and his adopted mother or foster mother um uh, i'll say her name now margali zvardos um and they do address nightcrawler as kurt he is kurt at yeah. this point he's kurt zvardos mm-hmm. um but the circus owner and his foster mother are like they like he's in control he has a weird like he's got stuff over her he's probably he's uh, probably abusing her yeah and mm-hmm. her you family definitely give that impression disgusting yeah. not a normal relationship mm-hmm. so after kurt's performance they um drug kurt to keep him sedated and easier to control after he's off stage and they make a, a side comment like, oh, he'll be fine for the next show. Like, it'll, it should wear off by the time he's in the next show. And then they throw him into a cage, which that's not good enough for my boy. <laughs> he's just a, a devil boy. Ugh. So he's kind of drugged. He can't really tell what's going on. His limbs are like hard to control. I, I think they were like heavy and numb. You know, when yeah. you're yeah. sedated. Um, he's kind of aware of the confrontation that's happening between his foster mother and the circus owner. Um, he's like, the circus owner's making her, her, her prepare him another meal because it's like gross and he's a jerk. Um, they have a conversation and, um, we find out that his mother has two biological children that she also has to care for and she's still very concerned and caring about kurt um that was one thing that kind of surprised me is that they they made her very very sympathetic she's a good person yeah yeah it it was a little surprising i i guess i didn't remember that like i remember like him being in the circus and it being real shitty for him but yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Didn't really talk about his foster mother very no, much. Oh, she's great. <laughs> as far as like comic book foster mothers go, I feel like about she's as good as you top get. ten. Yeah, ten out of ten. She's great. Uh, we love Mar. Oh God, sorry, Margali. <laughs> she's awesome. Um, Kurt's feeling dizzy, um, so he asked for um, a bedtime story. Uh, he, he says, "Tell me about our life before we were at the circus," and she tells him. Um, a false version of the story while the real version uh, is shown in panel. Um, As we see a blue-skinned, red-haired woman holding a child, uh, infant baby, running away from a mob with torches, she collapses but manages to tie the baby to a log, send it downriver so, you know, they won't murder the baby do you know who that woman is oh yeah that's definitely uh no what's her name Uh, hold on oh i was gonna get it (laughs) i was gonna say majestic (laughs) that's a stripper which just means that my brain's like fried for today (laughs) but yeah no i I knew mystique was his mother and i don't know why don't know why i knew that it 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 comes up in a bunch of stuff but Mm -hmm. yeah they also 
they're also like two. The only oh, two oh. blue people. That's not true. Beast is also <laughs> blue, but he, he's, he's a blue. Got fur. Yeah, he he transforms into a beast. So yeah. terrible. He looks like a human normally, but yeah, mm-hmm. they're just like two blue people, these, same person. These two blue people related. They're super yeah. related. <laughs> Powers are not even close to the no, same. No, not know even. You get the X gene from your dad. Yeah, that's and true. Duh. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we just watched that movie. I know. Shame. <laughs> um. Speaking of blue people. <laughs> so <laughs> the baby washes downstream. Um, Margali's family finds the baby in the river. They rescue uh, him. She is confront like it, it shows her with the baby like, hey, we're going to take care of this child. It's, you know, one of God's creatures. We we don't care that he's blue and has a tail. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then all her family is like, you're crazy. This is a devil child. It's going to bring us bad luck. Get out of here. So now they have to find a new home. And that's when they join the circus. Um, when they first join this uh, circus, Kurt is part of the freak show. And he hates it. He's bored. It's dumb. Yeah. Um, he gets beaten for not being entertaining. Um, so and, one thing that uh, yeah. comes up later on in one of the other comics, they talk about him being an acrobat and then being put into the freak show. So I think this was like this origins. It came out later. I think it was a little bit of a retcon of his origin story. Well, he does show a prof- uh like so when he's in the comic book in this one when he's in the cage, he's not being interesting. The circus owner takes him out and then whips him, and he's like jumping around to avoid. So like maybe yeah. it's kind of congruent. Well, no, it very explicitly oh. says in one of the other comics, I was an acrobat, I was a performer, and then I was sold and made to be part of a the free show. show. Gotcha. Mm. Maybe he was in a different circus? Maybe. It's very possible. I don't know. In the movie, they mentioned Munich. Yeah. And he's, like, yeah. proud of that. So maybe there are other circuses that he's he joins. Yeah, to... I'm not sure. It doesn't, it, it's not explicit in the origins and it kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just, I just found it was, it, it's real minor, but I just realized that it was like the, exactly flipped from what the, the mm-hmm. origin shows. So, yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if it's kind of like, maybe it's part unreliable narrator. Right. You know? Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. It's very like, possible. He's, he's got huge trauma. <laughs> right. Yeah. It could be any number of things. Yeah. Um. So during that beating, he jumps away from the whip. And he's able to cling to a pole in the tent. And the circus owner realizes what a huge opportunity this is for him. He has a new acrobat. So he receives training. He's an acrobat now. And now we cut back to the present where Kurt is being awoken by an argument. The circus owner is fighting with his foster mother and um, one of the other people that work in the circus. Um like wake him up and let and warn him that the owner is coming for him and he's probably going to be killed mm-hmm. um yeah because the owner is frustrated with ooh, 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 ooh. yeah business is slow and he's frustrated that he's not getting as much money as what he wants for these events and he's thinking of selling uh kurt for a high price yeah it's either yeah. death or being sold yeah, yeah. And, right. and he was like being sold to a taxidermist being sold to another carnival yeah and you know she, she's against that. She doesn't want good her times. Yeah. <laughs> right. She doesn't want her family separated. Um, foster mother goes and tells the other person who just warned Kurt to go grab something heavy. He grab he brings back a shovel and uh, Margali is like, "All right, give that to me. Uh, I'm busting him out." <laughs> so she breaks the lock on Kurt's cage and frees him and tells him 
that he needs to run away. He won't kill. Uh, the circus owner won't care enough about all the n- other normal people yeah. um, to kill us. He'll just keep, you know, working us to death. Uh, but, you know, Kurt, he'll, he will kill. So she tells him to run off, save himself. We'll be fine. Um, as Kurt's leaving, he accidentally knocks over a um, torch that is lighting the circus grounds because he's all drugged up mm-hmm. and a lot of tents catch on fire. So uh, it's that that other visual. Uh, like it's calling back to that visual of from him as a baby. He's running away from lighted torches. Yeah. And a mob. Uh, the this- mob. Mm-hmm. The mob is a pretty heavy, yeah. like... Icron- or- it's a very distinct theme. Yeah. I want to say iconography, Kurt. and I know that's not Is right. It, well, oh. yeah, sure, sure. Trope. Trope, yeah, yeah. That's probably bad. Mobs are bad. Yeah, mobs are bad, <laughs> and they, they like to go after Kurt. They do. They love yeah. it. It's their favorite hobby. <laughs> um, And at this point, we haven't seen Kurt teleport. We've only seen how his tail is apprehensile, mm-hmm. or is a... No, no. His tail... He has a pre... A pretensile... Right? Hensile. Prehensile. Prehensile tail. Fairly certain. I don't know. We'll probably get I, I think it's for prehensile. <laughs> yeah. Right. They only they've only shown that Kurt has a prehensile tail. He can jump and flip and grab onto things super good. He's got three fingies. Uh he mm-hmm. he, he has three fingies mm-hmm. and three toes. <laughs> um so the mob that the carnival owner is chasing Kurt in the woods, he's having a, a bad time. He can't focus, he can't run. He they've cornered him. And um, when he has a, a rifle to his forehead, that's when his other powers manifest and he's able to bamf away. Yeah. And it's his first little bamf. Yeah. It's awesome. And I, I love that it's purple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh shit, what did I do? This is great. Um, it's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. So he runs away and uh, two days later he finds a church and he's very cautious. He's up in the rafters. He's not trying to... Um, um you know be found yeah uh but the priest sees him and is like oh hey what's up (laughs) yeah you like need help or something yeah the priest is way more chill about this than i expected he's great he's a good priest um it's like all of god's creatures or something creations or something like that right um which i mean it's one of those weird like things it's like i mean if the devil made it like technically it's still one of god's creatures correct yeah (laughs) Well, um, unless like children born via human is not a god's creation either. But uh, it's also a strong assumption that he is a demon. Of yeah, course, yeah. Throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I mean Ooh. he he does kind of look kind of scary. Yeah, but he he's got like you know uh, ears and weird. They they body uh, they features. call him an elf a lot later. They on. do. Yeah. I think it's because his ears are pointy. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's kind of mischievous. Um, but the priest takes care of. Kurt, he kind of he's like oh you know i'll feed you and house you uh you want to help me out and like help make the church a little nicer so it's um, a big splash page with a montage of them taking care of each other and helping each other you see the priest teaching kurt um passages of the bible and um you can see that he's uh, he's comfortable like he's opening up um and he's um painting a wall one day and uh, it i don't think it tells us how long he's there yeah that's one thing i was questioning is like is this like years i want i i want to say it's like a month or like a couple weeks because the boy that 
that yeah. he sees in the window, he recognizes a figure running towards the church, and it's the um, um, the boy who warned him that he was uh, being hunted down. I thought um, and it was he's the same like age. foster brother. No, Arm- Armin is not his brother. Okay. Um, Armin was the the whipping boy for oh, the carnival right. mm-hmm. owner. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the carnival owner's name? Oh, I didn't want to remember because he was a jerk. Um, let me. I'll find it, it. Comes up in a little bit here. It, and, it and, does. Uh, no, no rush. <laughs> it was something like Getman. Yeah. So, anyways, continue. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll bring it up in mine. Okay. Um. So he spots the boy running in. The boy is like, I need sanctuary. Help me out. Um, and they, they're bringing him in and they're trying to, you know, get him to calm down. But the mob is right behind him. So they're like, they bust in right after. And it's the circus owner. I want to say Getman, uh, with all his like strong man cronies from the circus. Mm-hmm. And, um, they're like, oh, we had one runaway, but now I found two. I'm going to beat and kill both of y'all. Suck yeah. it. And the priest tries to defend them. Uh, the circus owner hits him with a fucking torch. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's pretty that's badass. A bad karma, dude. So Kurt having, you know, someone who actually took care of him for a while, he's he's very uh protective and defensive and is like, I'll I'll get you. It, like, don't don't punish the priest. Uh you know fight with me so they fight the uh circus owner catches uh, a part of the church on fire and kurt starts fighting uses his teleportation after he saves armin who is the the boy yeah um Mm -hmm. and kurt's like mad i think this is the first time we see him really get mad Mm -hmm. yeah Um, i mean understandably so mm -hmm. it's like his father figure yeah Mm -hmm. So the he, second he's, person um, that's shown him kindest, kindness. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. And he's beating the shit out of the circus owner. Almost to the point where he's going to murder him with his like bare feet and fists. The, the priest calls out like, don't kill him, don't forfeit your soul. And that gets through to Kurt. He stops his murder rampage. Well, he stops, you know, he stops before he kills him. And he tells the uh the goons to take him and go and uh, just leave like don't come back um but instead of being appreciative for the mercy the circus owner tells his goons to kill them send them all back to hell or send them back to hell so they like circle him they have their their shotguns and rifles and um it seems like kurt's just ready to like stand there and take it yeah mm-hmm. but uh we're interrupted by professor xavier he shows up in his wheelchair, ooh, ooh. and he's fro- he's mind frozen. The goons horrifying. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is, but I mean, but effective. hey, useful, yeah, very, very helpful. And he makes an appeal to Kurt. He's like, "Hey, let me. Can I just like give you a better life? How, yeah. do, you, how do you feel about that?" Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Well, why not? You want to come to school? <laughs> you want to come to school? You want to learn? Yeah, <laughs> get some learning in you." Um. And he's like, you know, the priest will rebuild. Don't worry about him. Worry about yourself. Um, these, like, he can't, the priest can't protect you from the townspeople, but I can. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So they, they kind of walk off into the distance with the burning church in the background. And Charles Xavier offers him a life of uh, redemption, compassion, and, um, you know, familiarity with uh, his fellow mutants. Yeah. 
pretty sweet little yeah, good. way to end it. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end, instead of being Kurt Zvardos, um, Kurt says that his name is Kurt Wagner mm-hmm. after the priest. Yeah. yeah. But that was really nice. Mm-hmm. Nice touch at the end. Yeah. yeah. So what would you rate it? Uh, I Are we doing out of five? Yeah. Yeah. I would say five out of five. I loved it. Yeah. 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 Like it was... It was rough. I don't like to see McCurt uh, <laughs> be in bad trouble. <laughs> but sweet, sweet um, baby boy in trouble. My sweet baby boy. He, uh, you know, it was it was just well done. Uh, I thought it was well paced. Uh, we learned a lot without it being dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it, it. It was a lot faster than I expected. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a quick so, read. Yeah, it was a very very quick read. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Uh, so. Oh, you guys read it too. What would you rate it? I suppose it? that's true. Um, yeah. I'd probably give it like a four out of five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four to five. Could have been a little like more actiony. Yeah, sure. It, it was. It was For just kind of quick. Yeah. yeah, there. It. It felt. It was shorter than I expected. Mm. That was a lot of it. I, I felt like we were going to get more detail than we did, and mm-hmm. it was very like surface level for most of his origin story. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I didn't dislike it, but I just thought it was going to be a little bit more detail. So nice little snippet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah. So. All right, cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll get back with our next reading right after this quick break. Welcome back, listener. Thank you for sticking with us here. So we're going to jump right into my recaps here. I had a spattering of recaps. So I had a <laughs> giant size X-Men 1, uncanny X-Men 168, 183, 202, 204, and annual number 10 from 1986. Mm. And then I had classic X-Men 2 and, or I'm sorry, 4 and 9. So, Which we we also read, Yeah, but wow, was it. <laughs> some, some it's of, hard for me to jump. Yeah, some, yeah. Of, the, some of these are uh, a little hard. So um, we're going to start off with giant size X-Men number 1, which, um, so this picks up almost exactly where Origins leaves off, but the circumstances are different. Yeah. I, it surprised me that they actually put d- giant size at the end of the origins and, but somehow ch- still changed things in origins. <laughs> so the uh, carnival owner's name is Der Jarmacht. And it's Ergetman. Yeah. Ergetman. Yeah. In the, uh, in the, the origins. Other origins. Yeah. So I, I found it interesting that they changed it. And it doesn't seem like it's the carnival owner that is hunting him down in this. Right. It is like just the townspeople. There's no mention of like a priest or anything like that in the mm-hmm. beginning of this one. Well, they just made a faceless mob. Yeah. They just they made a faceless, faceless mob. Literally. In that first yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah. then it's just Kurt like kind of on top of this building and they're like burning stuff down and he just kind of jumps in. And, but xavier does come in and mind freeze everybody mm-hmm. that mind freeze was more effective to me yeah. like it was pretty cool yeah, yeah. i mean the, very cool. the gun thing is whatever you know yeah yeah we've seen With it Kurt, it's very but confused. a whole mob wow. <laughs> yeah wow. but uh xavier is always uh, <laughs> right <laughs> uh xavier is trying to recruit members for the x-men uh pretty much the exact same way yeah and the rest of the issue is more or less Xavier going around uh, collecting people. You get Wolverine, you get Storm, you get Colossus, uh, you get uh, Thunderbird, and Sunfire. Sunfire. And I forgot to... And Banshee. And I know we had talked about this like prior to recording, but the text was just so heavy. And I oh. totally forgot in these older comics how... They're just like these huge blocks, and I mean, they could take and reduce them by fifty percent if they wanted to. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I appreciate what they were trying to do, 
you know, in terms of filling up comics, elongating stories, making more money. I appreciate it, but my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The, the internal monologue. There, I, I said it to Charlie before. It's like they were just waxing poetic constantly, especially with Cyclops. Oh, just yeah. Just constantly. Mm-hmm. I can't stand Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, no, it was real rough. Like, Cyclops's internal monologue was just... It was rough. It was a lot, it's bro. It's always super dramatic and just... <laughs> like, take a fucking chill pill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, Xavier collected all these people because all of the other X-Men uh, are assumed dead and or captured. So he's just going to send in the B-team. I love that. <laughs> he's going to send in the so B-team. The maybe. untrained, like, never fought together B-team. We're just going to stick them under Cyclops and say, hey, uh, hope you don't die. With the exception of Banshee, because Banshee had been on the X-Men previously. Oh, that's So right. that, that's why it was super easier for Xavier to get him like hey you want to come back he's like yeah sure yeah, <laughs> uh, like oh why not but, I'm already uh, an they X-Men ex- they explained that there was a uh, giant mutant that uh, they sent. They were sent to go find and then something happened and Cyclops blacked out and ended up on the X-Jet and doesn't know how and ended up back at the, the, the X-Mansion Jean Grey roofied him what was that? I said Jean Grey roofied him <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much but uh, yeah, there there's some uh, rough language, especially when it comes to Thunderbird um, and Sunfire uh, and Sunfire. Yeah. Yes, um, I, I've yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a uh, it's definitely a product of its time. Some of the terminology that they use is rough. Uh, some of the ways that they like characterize the Apache and all of that stuff is yeah uh, i yes. think you just got to put yourself in the frame of mind of when it was written and i'm not making an excuse for yeah. it mind yeah. you right. i'm just yeah. saying i think of some of these things you just have to think about when it was written and and yeah. be not, like you know this might it, have been socially acceptable then yeah, yeah. it was socially acceptable now. even progressive for the time but yeah looking okay. back it's progressive right. in the way that they actually had a character who that's true. was a hero right yeah. and powerful yeah they had a japanese that hero was and not they, white yeah and they had a native native yeah. hero as well and then yeah. an african hero like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah i think you got to take the, the term- w's with the w's yeah. and and look back and say hey this was maybe not good for now but it was and we know better we can improve yeah right i just right. i just found it interesting because the way that they talk about storm is totally fine totally fine well yeah. she is hypersexualized. that is true she is well, very sexualized everybody i mean true that's true <laughs> that's true, <laughs> that's true. yeah uh, but yeah, she's very hypersexualized. But like, they don't use any anything I would consider like derogatory or anything like that. No. Uh, but for both Thunderbird and Sunfire, they do. Yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. I guess you take wins where you can get them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, great. But the so the rest of the story doesn't really matter for the most no. part. Uh, right. Yeah. All the X Men land. They immediately split up for some reason, even though everyone got absolutely dominated dominated last time they find out that actually the island is alive uh and it is a mutant uh and it's uh krakoa uh, is oh. the name of the mutant and that uh the island had actually sent scott back to bring more mutants so they did exactly what they wanted so it could uh, feed the, uh all of the x-men iceman gene gray wolverine banshee sunfire cyclops Colossus, Nightcrawler, Thunderbird, Angel, Storm, and good God! Ooh, They're... Lorna. Lo... Oh yes. Uh, what is her name? Laura? Lorna? Uh, Lorna uh, Dane. Lorna Dane. Yes. She has magnetic powers. Yes. Uh, they fight, and it's not going super well. But then they have Storm electrocute the shit out of Lorna, 
and that she sends like a beam down through the core of the can world. You, and, can you explain? Uh, that's <laughs> not <laughs> physics even a little bit. Um, if you were able to drill a hole to the core of the uh, Earth, bad things would happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it does yeet that entire island into space. Uh, so if I remember the phrasing or the how they word it exactly, it's like my her supercharged electromagnetic pulse went straight down to the core of the Earth and it turned off gravity for this one little section of Earth shooting jettisoning the uh, island out to space science. and i was like huh <laughs> science <laughs> tell me one more time <laughs> yeah so uh here i'll read it uh with almost in indescribable force lorna's magnetic energies erupt downward through five miles of ocean through four thousand miles of earth's ancient crust down to the very molten center of the planet itself where its effects are immediate and violent <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And Kirk goes like the shit, and then it's just yeah, like uh, nothing happens for you, a minute, and yeah. then and then they get sucked into like a whirlpool, and then have Iceman make like a, a air type dome around them until they're able to get out. Ice and th- dome. Uh, pretty Very much convenient. the entire time, Kurt is just used to save people. Um, mm-hmm. He's and he gives kind of uh, some quick mm-hmm. quips. That's essentially yeah. what he is. He's quips and. He's, saves. He's sassy. He's yeah. sassy. Um, it does. You do get the first inklings of uh, Wolverine and Kurt's relationship in this issue, actually, where they're kind of they, they jab back and forth at each other, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And I actually really enjoy their relationship later on. So, so let's uh, let's jump on to the next one. So we're moving to the Uncannies. So one sixty eight. Um, so we are burning through a lot of the Claremont run. Uh, the Claremont run is considered one of the best X-Men runs that there is. It's the Golden Age X-Men. So at some point we should read it. I'm mm-hmm. assuming probably with Jean Grey um, oh. would probably be the best one to do that. That's where you get the Phoenix and everything oh. like that from. So it's definitely something that we will have to read in its entirety at some point. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a rough read just because mm-hmm. they are old and they're, oh, they're sometimes the hard to read. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you get so, yeah. you get so many iconic characters from the Claremont run, like that's that's one I've not heard of. So Chris Claremont, yeah, no, he yeah. he's he's the granddaddy of the X Men. Wow. So he he is considered like Papa. the top tier X Men writer. So oh oh okay, I see. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, we talked about that. Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah. So yeah, we we've mentioned Claremont remember. before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're we're gonna skip a lot of it because a Kurt is there for like. 200 something issues just kind of but he's just kind of there saying it yeah yeah fighting he's the yeah he he does he's the comic relief quippy guy in the background for a lot of it um and he does a lot of saving people there are a lot of characters in x-men and they just take advantage of their powers so yeah it's just part of the gig i guess Mm -hmm. yeah um so the 168 uh we decided to do just because it gave a little bit of insight into wolverine and nightcrawler mm. where essentially wolverine's like hey i need to go on a vacation up north and kurt just kind of invites himself along and i thought that was kind of funny because wolverine's like I-, I need to get out of here for a little bit and and kurt's like all right when are we going like <laughs> <laughs> cool um <laughs> take me with but uh yeah so uh, it most of this issue doesn't involve Kurt and more or less doesn't really matter to Kurt's story. Yeah, you get some stuff with Xavier trying to walk because um, we get into the storyline where they transplanted his mind into a clone's body so that the clone's body should work, but mm-hmm. uh, it's not working like it should. Mm-hmm. 
Right. This is where you found out that Charles was in love with an alien. With oh, terrible yes. hair. Yes, with her triangle hair. Oh. She has awful hair. Great eyeliner. Right. Yes, yes. So uh, the X-Men had a lot of aliens at one point, but uh, this this story is pretty heavily focused on Kitty Pride trying to join the X-Men. It's kind of cute, but... It I, really made me like her. Yeah, like, no, Kitty is fantastic. She is the point of view character for a lot of it uh, through the Claremont run. So you get a lot of Kitty yeah. starting about midway through the Claremont run. So yeah, I, I would really enjoy doing Kitty Pride at some point. Yeah. Uh, that is definitely on my list of probably te- top 10 people I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the other scene that we get with Kurt is Kurt um, surprising his girlfriend. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, he's laying on the couch with like a, it looks like a stuffed version of himself. His yes, little, yes, yes. his BAMP plushie. Yeah, a little BAMP, BAMP plushie. But uh, yeah, um, Kitty Pride and does stuff, and Kurt's not in the rest of the issue. So yeah. <laughs> that's more or less what that boils down to. But you, you get some fun little uh, Kurt interactions with some of the other members of the X Men, mm-hmm. and you can really tell at this point that he is fully integrated into the X Men as right. well. Like he he is a member of the X Men. He's part of the family kind this of thing. Boy. It's yeah. our family. Squad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, I mean, at this point, he's been part of the X-Men for like 160-something issues. So I would, oh, I would hope I he you, is. Yeah. I thought you were going to say years, and I was like, what? I mean, it's at this point, it's a couple years that right. he's been in there. Yeah, yeah that, so, no, that makes sense. It was just like... Part of the group by that but, point. Right. Well, uh, that's just my brain being... No, no, you're good. <laughs> drained. Uh, so we, we go to um, Uncanny X-Men 180... 183. I had to make sure I read that correctly. This one is heavily focused on Colossus and Kitty Pride, mm-hmm. and Colossus breaking Kitty Pride's heart. Uh, yes, uh, and all the drama. So lots of drama. Who, uh, who does he fall in love with? So some so, somebody yeah, who yeah it doesn't wa- matter. Yeah, she she was no, gone we right actually, away. We actually read this. So. Well, I read this. Oh. This is part of Secret Wars. Oh. So gotcha. th- what happens here is uh, he gets hurt and or killed and he is saved. Uh, she transfers her like healing power to Colossus and saves uh, actually a lot of the X-Men because mm. uh, Colossus was pretty much on the brink of, brink of death. And they fall in love very quickly in the comic. It's a kind of a side story. It's kind of dumb. But that's why he breaks up with Kitty Pride is because he falls in love with this other woman over the course of like two days yeah really quickly it's right? very quick and, and it's one of those things where it's like I, I mean she did save his life and she was pretty hot i was just but, like put flowers on a grave or something yeah like, right thanks, thanks bro well, there's no grave Appreciate the, the planet's gone so well you know have a little shrine yeah yeah Be like, but but essentially looking out I, I kind of get his thought process, like, hey, if I was able to fall in love with this other person so quickly, I was I really in love with you? Yeah, yeah, like, was I really in love with you? Which I, like, I guess I get. I suppose. But at the same time. Feels like a therapist conversation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's a conversation you, you have with Xavier for a little while while right. you work mm-hmm. some of that stuff out before mm-hmm. you're just like, hey, nah. Also, maybe you just, like, talk to Kitty as yeah. well. Be like, hey, yeah. I had these really strong emotions. Um,. I, I thought bah, 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 I, I thought bah, bah, bah. I was gonna die. She saved me. I had feelings for her. And it's like we need to, you know, talk about this. We yeah. And instead, digress. he just breaks up with her. Um, but because Kitty can see through him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it! You're welcome. Uh, you son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> like uh, I gotta go. Did it again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, y- y- we get some 
sad kitty and we get some Ileana comforting her which is kind of funny because that's Colossus' sister <laughs> so Colossus' sister's like fuck that dude he ain't he ain't shit I'm laughing at you laughing <laughs> that was so good <laughs> it's very good but yeah uh so Wolverine decides to take Colossus out for a talk mm-hmm. and uh Kurt's like well I'm gonna referee referee this uh so what up and they like drive off and Kurt like teleports to the top of the car is like I'm coming with and they're yeah. like you don't have to sl- stop I'll just teleport inside the car <laughs> uh, so that's kind of fun but uh, Kitty's having issues and she's gonna go for a vacation doesn't really matter we find out Mystique is um, disguised as one of the se- uh, a senator's mm. aide that ties into other storylines but they uh, essentially Wolverine Colossus and Kurt go to a bar to talk. And Wolverine is essentially trying to get Colossus drunk so he can yell at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kurt's just kind of there in the middle. Mm-hmm. But uh, Wolverine kind of shuts Colossus down like, hey, you've only thought about yourself. You never once considered Kitty in any of this. Aww. So, uh, and Wolverine speaks some some truth in this one. Maybe a little bit more aggressively than he should have, but he speaks some truth in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kurt's personality. Kurt kind of mm-hmm. just lets it happen. He's not really playing much of a referee, but... Uh, yeah, Kurt's kind of I mean, just drawn in there. Yeah. Um, like, he truly had nothing to do with no, the story. He's making sure. But he's hanging out with if Wolverine. If anybody needs to be bamfed, yeah. they yeah. can be bamfed. Yeah, he's hanging out with his best buddy, Wolverine, yeah. so he doesn't kill yeah, doesn't no, kill exactly, Colossus. Exactly. He he like he doesn't he tell him at one point like um you know we might like don't punch him or don't fight him Something and then like and yeah, then he's yeah. like well I'm not gonna have to that yeah. guy's gonna beat the shit out yeah. of him yeah. <laughs> uh, which yeah so speaking of uh Wolverine like tries to get them to exit the bar because Wolverine smells Juggernaut and sees him at the bar um. And Colossus, now drunk, gets blurred, 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 wow. Belligerent? Belligerent? Yes, that's the word. I can't speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and spills his drink right on top of Juggernaut. And the Juggernaut and Colossus fight and destroy the bar. There's actually a funny uh, little note about them having hero insurance. Yeah, I did see uh, that, Which yeah. is very interesting because we actually talked about in the She-Hulk ones as well. Like yeah. how they have insurance for Makes this sense. sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, Colossus and uh, Juggernaut fight for like... 10 plus pages and wolverine just kind of watches the entire time uh juggernaut gives wolverine some cash to give to the bar's owner to mm-hmm. repair it mm-hmm. which i thought was just kind of weird i was like juggernaut are you like cool yeah, a little yeah. bit well juggernaut know. goes through like weird phases like that where he's just kind of chill he's like an about okay stuff. person sometimes yeah, yeah he's not yeah, not but, a straight uh, baddie. Yeah. yeah, Colossus is all upset because Wolverine didn't help him fight, and he's like, what was I going to do? Like, right? Like, yeah. fuck you, dude. Yeah, but uh, they just kind of leave Colossus sitting on the ground. Him and uh, Kurt, Wolverine and Kurt leave Colossus sitting on the ground and just like, all right, well. You got your spanking. You got, you got your spanking. Uh, and Kurt's like, that was very harsh, Logan, and unforgiving. And <laughs> Logan's like, so am I. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was pretty funny. Um but yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just uh, it's just uh, three Kurt's people. Here. Yeah, Kurt's here. <laughs> yeah. We're all hanging out. Uh, you get to see Kurt interacting with some of the other X Men, and you know he's he's being good guy, Kurt. I think that's why Kurt's my favorite because like I don't care if I'm directly involved, I'll hang out. Yeah, yeah he's just you know? a good dude. I'll just hang out. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be involved. Yeah, he's just chill. <laughs> uh, so the next story that we have uh, is Uncanny Two O Two. This involves the new yeah it's it's a dumb story i didn't like it but 
Yeah. Uh, this involves the new Phoenix, uh, Rachel Summers. So she has come back and wants to go kill the Beyonder, and that's pretty much the whole story. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Kurt, it. Kurt's just kind of there. Uh, nothing really happens. Uh, she goes to kill the Beyonder. It doesn't work. We see we get a bunch of backstory about Rachel Summers, how the Sentinels and stuff like that, like absolutely decimated the Earth and killed mm-hmm. all the mutants and hunted everyone down, and how she watched all of the X Men die. Stuff like that. Uh, there's a fight with some Sentinels. Kurt doesn't do anything other than save a few people from Sentinel blasts. But Sounds right on par. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't right really do par. a whole lot. Sounds so, like me when I play dodgeball. I don't know why that was one of the suggested <laughs> ones to us. I'll tag people back in all the time. <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. I don't get everybody out, but I tag them back in. <laughs> I don't know why that was one of the suggested ones. That was one of the uh, like, ones it. suggested to us. Kurt that was only... so annoying to me. Yeah, like, yeah I, I didn't get ugh. it. I did, Kurt why? was in literally four panels in like, yeah. the entire thing. It was... Yeah. Anyways. Grass yeah. straws. Yes. Maybe it's for context who it, it didn't seem like it was necessary context no. for anything that followed so oh well. stri- yeah strike that one for sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah so then we get to uncanny 204 this one is very heavy in nightcrawler mm-hmm. this is actually mm-hmm. almost exclusively nightcrawler this one was uh interesting so nightcrawler is kind of depressed because he was one of the x-men left behind from the beyonder Oh. Um, essentially, he feels like he wasn't worthy and or strong enough for the Beyonder to care enough about him to take him, which is kind of a interesting take on it. But I guess I could understand like feeling left behind slash you weren't good enough for them to even care about you enough to, you know, kill right. you. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of that, and he pushes his kind of girl- falls in line with his personality. Yeah, yeah, no, time. it definitely does. And he like he pushes his girlfriend away, like trying to test her loyalty to him and. Mm-hmm. You know, just he stup- wants to feel important. Yeah, stupid men things. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he wants to feel special. Mm-hmm. But a lot of him sitting out in the rain, uh, nice being sad yeah. boy. In the, in the beginning, Those are great see. panels. They're yes, very good. They're very good. Very brooding. Very sad. Kind of snarky and assholeish to his uh, girlfriend, who eventually just kind of leaves. Well, That's she's fair. a flight attendant, so she That's has true. to. She has to go. Very busy. <laughs> go to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a month. Um. I don't know anything about his girlfriend, but same. A, I no clue. I I don't remember her at all, but apparently she has powers as well. What? Because he specifically talks about um. Doo, 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 doo. Hmm. So, so she's a witch, I guess. Uh, I don't. I don't know what's wow. real anymore. When a potion or a power or a being can change my mind, my body, even the concept of reality itself. You're a sorceress, Amanda. Do I truly love you, or did you use your, or did you use some spell to make me? Oh, that, that's what he says to his girlfriend, and she's like, "Well, you don't need to find out because I'm out." <laughs> like, peace, bitch. Yeah, that would do it. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Okay, uh, Amanda Sefton, a witch, appearing in Marvel Comics. She's a foster si- sister and lo- what? She's foster sister and lover of Kurt Wagner. Oh, oh my! So her, but her last name would be different. So maybe a, Vardos. So maybe a different foster. Maybe family? she's from another universe. Or maybe something. yeah, I don't know. Weird. We'll have to look into her at some point. Maybe real name. Okay, Amanda Sefton is like her American name. Her real name is Jemaine Zvardos. Wow, oh. that's a little hmm. uh, kind of incestuous and weird. I mean, it's, yeah, it, but like ooh, it's foster family, like the ones he grew up with. I yeah, don't know the ones he grew up with that's for weird. a while. Right? That's Into weird. your teens? Well, 
in the origins, it was just two sons, though, wasn't it? So no, it was a was it, it was a son a sister and a, dog? and a brother? Oh, okay, okay, that's weird. Well, anyways, hmm. weird. Uh, okay. <laughs> Amanda leaves, and the, Kurt sees a. Or actually, Kurt doesn't hear see this. He hears uh, some sort of like explosion, weird sound, and he recognizes the sound as the um, the noise for was it arcade? No. What is his name? Why am I blanking? He's like a kidnapper, right? Uh, he he does Murder World. I <laughs> I can't remember his name right now, and I don't. I his name is Arcade. Is it? But arcade? I but okay. I didn't. Yeah. I don't... Oh yeah, it is okay. 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 Yeah. No, that makes sense. I I thought it was Arcade, and for whatever reason, it wasn't coming up on the panel. Mm. But yes, he hears the noise, and apparently, Arcade uses garbage trucks to steal people, kidnap people. It would be the correct one. Mm-hmm. Uh, As you do. But there was a hypersexualized uh, jogger that they stole. Oh yeah. <laughs> It literally the first scene is like her like bent over stretching and you're just like looking down her shirt essentially so oh. that's I fun was like, she was sexualized yeah. <laughs> i had to like uh but think back about it so kurt follows the the trash thing to this carnival world which apparently people have told the fbi about previously and just they never found anything so they just left it alone which right. is cool i guess it's like good job FBI. but kurt's like oh no it's this garbage can you go down in this garbage can and you end up in his base and he is able to hotwire the base so that their sensors wouldn't pick up on Kurt until they physically see him, mm-hmm. which I f- thought was weird. It was just it was kind of just breezed over, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, Arcade is torturing this woman. Uh, she's very resilient. She. It's more of like a mental torture where you have to run and run and yes, run to find an exit that's yes completely hidden. Yeah, so it, it's more murder world. Like that's Arcade's thing. Is he likes to play games? I think Saw. Like he's the original mm-hmm. Saw. But instead of being like strapped down or anything, the situation is constantly changing. So yeah. you're running from these guys, and then you're running from another guy. And yeah, exactly. And then cool. the, then there's a cliff. Yeah, so she's she's running from a bunch of hunters and then a bunch of like, uh, like a bunch of soldiers with swords, and then she like jumps off a cliff and she's about to get uh, eaten by a giant river shark, um, <laughs> before uh, Kurt yes. bamps in and grabs her and bamps away, and she rightfully threatens to smash Kurt across the head with a stick, which I mean, fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw that and I was like, "What shark are you pretending this is?" But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, Kurt is able to talk to her and talk her down a little bit and gain her trust. And then uh, they steal a car. There's a car chase. It's pretty fun. Kurt jumps up in the or teleports up in the air, steals a plane and shoots a bunch of people down. And yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And then uh, Kurt flies off and just leaves her alone to kind of fend for herself for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was because Kurt was actually contacting or going to find the androids of the other X-Men. Mm. so eventually when uh the victim of murder world is a like getting attacked a bunch of x-men androids show up and are able to capture uh arcade and kurt takes them out of murder world and takes her back to her apartment and it turns out she was a, a diplomat a royal royal majesty judith resendil i don't know how to say that the queen of Ruitinaya. She's a queen. She's a queen. Secret queen. Secret royalty. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, secret royalty. But yeah, uh, none of it's easy to pronounce. And no. Ro- nope. Rossendil. Yeah, it doesn't really matter to me. But yeah, that one was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it shows a little bit of Kurt uh, being, being smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> making good decisions. Yeah, making good decisions. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And then we had the X Men Annual number ten from nineteen. 
86. This one was very long. Um, and honestly, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things for the most part. Uh, Kirsch is kind of there in the background. It, it's a fun story in that all of the X-Men are down-aging and all of the new mutants are staying the same age. So, uh, actually, I brought this up just because... Babies versus babies. Pretty much, yes. So, I just wanted yeah. to ring, uh, read off the supporting cast for this. Uh, so, we have Storm, Wolverine, Colossus, Nightcrawler, Shadowcat, Rogue, Magneto, Psylocke, Longshot, Mirage, Cannibal, Ball, Magic, Karma, Sunspot, Cypher, Magma, Wolfsbane, Warlock, and Lockheed. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. Yes. With... Antagonist Mojo, Spiral, and Major Domo. That's funny. So this is it's forty three pages long, and it's it's a fun story, but ultimately doesn't really matter for Kurt. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it's a I, I it's did, a fun one off. It's a fun yeah. yeah it's it's a fun one off because uh, you get you get uh, long shot and he's being watched by Mojo and he wants to get his X Men ratings up. So then you know they start doing stuff and like the, the x-men perform on stage for a little while wow. and it's it's wild it's real weird mm-hmm. okay. it's it's super super strange it's but it's fun um yeah. i i would recommend it that's if, kind of the tone of the annuals isn't it they're just like yeah. you know goofy yeah, yeah they're goofy fun. one-offs yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so i'm not gonna go too much into that one because it's 43 pages of kurt just kind of in the background so yeah not not, not too worried about it yeah no but I would recommend it. It it is really funny seeing uh, X Men as children, just like mini Magneto. Oh, like t- l- look at all of them down there. Oh, there's yeah. a widow. Uh, I'm you, gonna, have to, I'm, you have to post. Yeah, yeah I, I've been taking a couple screenshots Good. of this, but yeah, I will. Uh, I'll post a uh, small body, big head X Men. <laughs> it's essentially what it boils down to. But yeah, it's a uh, it's something. Give it a read sometime. It was published. It was. It's, <laughs> a, it's a comic. It is a comic. It's a comic. It, it was there. They did it. So yeah. next we move to classic X-Men number four. So this one, um, this one is interesting because this is directly after the death of Thunderbird. Uh, he actually died in the previous issue. Uh, Cyclops being angsty and a dipshit, uh, unleashed <laughs> an, uh, unleashes an entire like the hate ma- for Cyclops is so real. <laughs> massive optic blast that destroys like the Thunderbird Memorial <laughs> that releases Jesus. the demons. I think it's the Thunderbird Memorial. That's what they made it look like. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. But that's what I, I thought too. I, I but don't I don't know. know for sure. But it kind of looks just like an obelisk type thing that releases a bunch of demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or one demon specific. Well, no, it's a bunch of demons. But uh, there's a uh, there's a fun like a uh, danger room scene and mm-hmm. Wolverine almost cuts Kurt in half, but Kurt's able to <laughs> bamf away and Banshee's like, dude, take it easy. You could have killed Kurt. And he's like, I could have. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> these but are claws. <laughs> these are claws. They are adamantium. Or adamantium. Yeah, adamantium. Yeah, but sorry. yeah, uh, we get uh, Moira McTaggart is uh, added to the cast in this one as well. She becomes the housekeeper for the X-Men while uh xavier is going to be away not super important to be honest but i thought it was interesting mm-hmm. uh and then we also get a um a storyline that ends up not paying off for this in, in this issue at least of essentially there's a billion dollar government program to capture and kill mutants Wow. Uh, so much so that uh, <laughs> i might capture and kill a mutant like sure why uh, not i could use that cash right <laughs> right use that dough. 
So much so that uh, I can be bought. <laughs> yeah, I do have. So price. much so it's so bad that uh, yeah. Colonel Ross is even like, "Nah, this is too much." Oh <gasps> wow! Yeah. Oops. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, we retract that statement. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's bad. Yeah, it's very bad. <laughs> um, I actually I'm gonna post a picture of uh, this this specific panel just because I find this dude's face hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, he's just got like a million neck rolls. And he's just like yelling, just so angry. <laughs> that about was it. one that you showed me yesterday. It was. Yeah. When was that written? This uh, gotta be eighties, right? Yes. I don't think I. I don't remember the date. Yeah. Here, I feel, I'll look I it feel up like quick. you could really tell when it's the eighties in the art. Yeah. It like yes. it goes hard. <laughs> it goes so hard. Uh, it was published in eighty six. Oh, oh, okay. So yes, but uh, can you hand me that blanket? <laughs> I'm leaving this in just as a heads up. Uh, Audrey wants a blanket. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, we get uh, a fun little scene where Kurt, or everyone wants to go swimming. Uh, Storm always goes swimming anyways. So Kurt teleports in above the water and like splashes down. And he looks up and just straight up sees Storm's cooter. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, here's the thing about Aurora. She uh, isn't affected by the manifestations of weather. So she's always comfortable. So she's uh, preferably naked all the time. Yes. She, 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 like, yeah, if you're comfortable all the time, you don't need clothes. What? She likes to, she likes to go earthing. She loves to yeah. go earthing. She, gotta... she wants to feel her toes in the, in, <laughs> in the, the snow. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, yeah, so Kurt's like teleports out and he's like, Hey everyone, we need to not be here Turn. because storm is naked as hell. And she just like walks out and all the dudes are like, Whoa. Hello. <laughs> it's a Colossus Wolverine, Banshee and Kurt. And Colossus is like, here, take my shirt so you're not naked. And, and she's then, like, I don't see what the big deal she's is. She's not. She's like, yeah, it's, I, what's the issue? And Xavier's like, hey, don't be naked. <laughs> this is school. That's more or less what it boils down to. It's just like, hey, yeah. how about don't be naked? He's like, use discretion. <laughs> this uh, is a school. Right. But uh, the, the mansion is then attacked by the giant demon uh, named Karak. Kiriak? Kiriak? I don't know. Uh Anyways, they are able to fight it. Wolverine actually slices the shit out of it and kills it. Wow. But turns out every time you kill it, it regenerates and steals some of your life force. So then Storm goes and blows up the uh, thing that is essentially keeping it tethered to the world. And it turns into a little snot ball. And it's, that's... Uh, it's totem. It's yeah. lich stone. What is that called when a lich has a thing? Oh, it's a phylactery. Sir- yeah, phylactery. Yeah, oh. so that's more or less what it boils down to: is this uh, the demons have a flactery and you gotta destroy storm. his flatulence. Yeah, Nightcrawler teleports around a little bit, but doesn't really matter in that fight. But at the end of the issue, we have this little buddy thing between Wolverine and Nightcrawler, um, and essentially, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, it. It is it's Wolverine and Nightcrawler like sparring, goofing around, having fun, uh, and. Nightcrawler is kind of making a fool of Wolverine, but Wolverine being the best that there is at what he does, uh, throws an elbow right into Kurt's gut at one point, anticipating, you know, mm-hmm. doing the thing. And Wolverine's like, I like to finish the, the job with my claws and just like <laughs> doesn't kill him, but uh, helps Kurt up and sends him on his way. Kurt, uh, we find out, has gotten a like image inducer from Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. So he can look at like whatever he wants. He so he can look like what, yes, uh, whatever form he chooses. That is yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. So th- there's a little thing where he like looks like Xavier and Storm, and then he also looks like Wolverine, and then settles on generic white guy. Um, <laughs> that, I mean, he looks like Superman. Yeah. In that first one. Yeah. 
but just uh, with tousled hair. Right. But, but Wolverine and Kurt go to the bar afterwards, and Wolverine is kind of talking to Kurt about, like, essentially calling him a coward. And Kurt's like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just practical that I, like, hide myself because people freak the fuck out mm-hmm. all of the time when they see a blue person. Mm-hmm. And Wolverine's like, you're a coward. Like, be blue people. So <laughs> Be blue. Be blue. So Kurt's like, all right, fine. He does it. And the bartender doesn't even bat an eye about it but they also mentioned that this bar is kind of close to xavier's school so i'm like i'm, I'm sure he's seen some shit yeah. <laughs> um or depending at the time you know yeah. the intoxication level right sure. so then there's a scene with kurt just kind of like walking down the street like saying good day to everybody with a fedora on you know what vibe this gave me spider-man 3 vibes. yes tony uh, where uh, he's sw- like quote-unquote swagger yeah. like walking not, down not, the sidewalk not quite emo finger swagger. gunning yeah everyone i mean i don't want to remember that but no. yeah i remember it <laughs> but it, it is very similar energy mm-hmm. um he, like he talks to some kids he like helps some people out it's just kind of random and then someone like tries to rip his mask off and realizes it's the real person and wolverine comes out of nowhere and just like tackles the dude and just like it's like, I'm going to kill him. Like, And Kurt's like, dude, calm the fuck down. Like, like, don't, it wasn't that big of a deal. Right. Don't kill this random uh, stranger. Yeah. But yeah, there's a there's a cool little scene with Wolverine and uh, with and Kurt. So like, you can really see Kurt and Wolverine's like relationship growing through these issues, which is fun. Mm-hmm. I do like that. Yeah. All right. So then we have uh, classic X-Men number nine. Uh, this is kind of a Phoenix story um phoenix adjacent essentially gene gray goes into a coma slash gets the phoenix force trying to land the plane um and yeah that's that's pretty much it like great uh not a whole lot of kurt in this issue either he's around he helps out he's there Um, he's there i didn't really he he does get to yeah. be like a uh, suave guy with sweet mustache for a lot of this. Very very muscle guy. Oh, wait, was this the one where they went to the Banshee's castle afterwards? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. So eventually they get to the Banshee's castle, um, in which we meet uh, uh, Black Tom Cassidy, which mm. is uh, actually a pretty major villain throughout a lot of the X Men comics. Mm. So he would come up a lot, but Kurt is kind of hitting on Aurora. At one point as well. It's like, sweet, though. Yeah, it's very sweet, yes. Um, and, but it also, it's hinted that Colossus has also been hitting on Aurora. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of funny because... Uh, they saw her naked and they were like, yeah. yeah they yeah, were like, no, absolutely. Time to go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's funny because... Lock it in, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt's using his image inducer to like turn into a bunch of like just random... Different handsome versions <laughs> yes. of himself. Uh, just like, what? which form would you like today? <laughs> what up? But yes... Uh, yeah, they, they go to Cassidy's house and, uh, yeah, they're just kind of there. And then afterwards, so they seem to be doing this like secondary story thing at the end of all these classic Mm -hmm. X-Men thing. Uh, so then we get to the gift, which is a kind of a weird story where. Did you read this one? Yeah. (laughs) So Kurt sees like a kid like sitting on a bench and so he uses his image inducer to go talk to the kid and. He spends the entire thing, like, trying to cheer the kid up and make him smile, make him laugh, but the kid's, like, super depressed, a real downer, killing the vibe all the time, um, like, tries to run away, just doing dangerous stuff constantly, and Kurt's like, I, how do I reach these kids? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to connect. 
but yeah, it's, it, essentially that's what it is. Is the entire thing. He takes him to go get some food. He does like some tricks for him. He teaches him how to juggle and all this other stuff. Takes the kid home because the kid was just like out in the world by himself. He gets back to the hospital and asks for the kid, and apparently the kid died the, that night. So the entire time he was speaking with the projections and or ghost oh, of this kid the ghost. entire time. And we end with him yeah, like weird, like juggling the balls that he had taught with the kid, and it was kind of it was kind of sweet. It, he, it was a it was a sweet moment. It was a sweet moment. It, it made no weird. damn sense, but it was weird. It was weird. I'll just say it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, was weird as hell. Weird. Well, that was the thing is like it was a I guess it was a twist I didn't anticipate. I, I guess. guess. Because yeah, it was random as fuck. Oh, and it was it was Christmas time though. It was, so it was the day after Christmas. Oh, okay. Here's so the, the kid died on Christmas Day. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently didn't have any family either because they they were just wheeling the kid out in the hallway. They did. <laughs> so that was a thing that happened. But uh, yeah, it was it was a sweet story. Like Kurt, you see Kurt like you know doing everything he can to essentially yeah. cheer up this kid. But get a little mentor moment. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that was the the end of my readings. That is vital characterization for uh, my friend Karami. Yes. That will be important. Yes. That to know that he's uh, good with kids. Yeah, sweet baby boy. Even ghost kids. <laughs> Even ghost kids. Um, yes. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to rate these. Um, it's very yeah. hard. Like overall, threes. All yeah, of them yeah. Across probably, the board. <laughs> probably threes all the way across the board. The one where he was angsty slash murder world. That one was kind of fun. I'd give that one maybe a three and a half. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, bump it for that one. Yeah. That that one I would bump up. Uh, the, the stories overall were good. Kurt mm-hmm. involvement in those stories was lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like that's one of his issues is he's just a background character a lot in these. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's real hard to get like a solid grasp on a lot of his involvement in these. But that's all I had for this. So, yeah. All right. Good job. Uh, well, you, you guys read these as well. What would you rate these? I, well, Charlie, you said threes across the board. Yeah, I do the three. And I do the 3.5 for the angsty one because at least you got to see a little bit more of his personality. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of. Uh, into his head a little bit more so i would agree with that I for mean, sure yeah i i would too i yeah. would uh not bad agree. stories but not great no, so you get to see like him and wolverine yeah i, I, mean, I do I like that relationship I, yeah. I, yeah i dug that so i guess you know, like that probably holds up for like the three but i think i'm just so far past like the old writing style that like sometimes it's like a little a little hard a little brutal to like read those yeah especially when you have like something like the first one that Audrey went through where, like, you know, the it, it, the picture is a lot better and there's a lot less the art's text great, that's yeah. not as, mm-hmm. you know, not yeah. just block of blob. A of lot more show, stuff. don't tell kind of yeah, storytelling. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, uh, we will be back with our final recap with Charlie right after this quick break. Welcome back, listener. Thank you for sticking with us here. So we're going to jump right into Charlie's recap here. We He had the Nightcrawler 1985 1 through 4, some swashbuckling going on for this one. This one was kind of wild, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see your recap for this. Yeah, this is a, this is a good little four-issue read. Uh, writer, artist, Dave Crockham, colorist, uh, Patty, letterer, Jim Novak, editor, and Nokenti. Uh, but... This was 
it starts off with Kurt going through the danger room with uh, Kitty Pride and Ileana watching and, and kind of, you know, making sure that he's doing all right. He's doing his acrobatics and they kind of make a point to say that he's not teleporting during this. Yep. That he's working on the acrobatic in case he can't teleport. But Kitty accidentally makes this well, this odd well, and, and Kurt jumps into it and they, Kitty and, and Ileana can't figure out what happened. <laughs> But so well, he goes. To be fair, he was trying to help Lockheed because like a tentacle came out and grabbed Lockheed. Yeah, but, oh. that's true. But yeah, yeah. Okay. No, Ileana or was it Ileana or was it Kitty? I don't remember. I just I read it was this. Kitty. Because like, Ileana it, really didn't know what she was doing. Yeah, right? the, oh. yeah. But Kitty also has like weird power sometimes. Where, like because yeah. Days of Future Past, she sends people's consciousness back yeah. in time. So like, there's Kitty has some weird powers. Anyways, continue. But yeah. Yeah, so he gets out there at Lockheed. Uh, they get trapped by this squid-looking monster, both him and small Lockheed, that yep. I should point out at this point. Oh, okay. But so they go on this squid. Lockheed, you know, shoots some fire at it. He kind of freaks out, and they end up um, on a pirate ship in the sky. Yay! And during this, they start calling him a... Was it a bogger? I wasn't sure if I was pronouncing that right in my yeah, head. I thought it was like, yeah, it was like boggy or boggy. something. Boggy. Oh, yeah, boggy. Yeah, it was B-O-G-G-I-E. Yes, that's right. This one, I did not have time to read. So, Oh, no yeah, problem. I can answer no questions. <laughs> but yeah, boggy. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know why I thought bogger, but yeah, boggy. <laughs> it was funny. I, actually, I was looking at reviews for this, and a few people complained about the German in it. <laughs> oh, whatever. Because <laughs> they like, were... Because it is using like the wrong like exclamation oh. for like oh no like or like ah yeah and instead of saying ah nine he'd say ah no like, <laughs> it's like okay That's sure funny. not worth getting upset yeah, about yeah yeah Hilarious. whatever I mean he's you know he speaks Deutschlish yeah <laughs> English and Dutch yeah or, it, it's you know, it's Deutsch. inconsistent at best so yeah. exactly. I'm not worried about it anyways so funny yeah uh, so he makes friends with the pirates aboard the sky pirate ship yeah. Perfect. And he kind of earns their their trust, and and he starts playing poker with them, takes their money, claiming that it's luck, and that was an interesting little side story. But they start to attack this other ship that is a a royalty one, and Kurt is kind of thinking to himself, "This isn't right," you know. So he stops them, and he actually shoots his own ship. Yeah, <laughs> and. They get pretty pissed because they don't know him very well, <laughs> right. and they think that he's this traitor. Then, yeah. so then he ends up going to the other ship where he meets, you know, this this very uh, good-looking woman to him. Uh, not... What does she look like? <laughs> yeah, so I'll okay, post so that. she's yeah. literally yellow. <laughs> um, yeah, she yeah, does I'll... look like a showgirl from Vegas. She does, so, yes, like very showgirl. Yeah. yeah, I I see it. But yeah. he can't talk to her. He can't even really look at her without everybody getting mad. <laughs> so they take him to this floating city in the sky and they give him money and say, go away, essentially. <laughs> and he says, I don't want your money. And he starts teleporting around nice. uh, to get away. And then he disguises himself, um, gets in more trouble with Lockheed. And he ends up meeting his kind of his nemesis in the storyline, which is this this chagrin the sorcerer who is a a shark <gasps> he is a man shark can you show me yeah he is a man shark who is a sorcerer wow and, and put... can control kurt's teleporting powers wow uh they they put you know how a lot of times when there's a shark man they'll just make everything blue or something yeah 
and they made uh the legs and arms that shark gray with white spots where the you know the underside of the shark is that's a design it's, i've never seen yeah before. No, it's a very <laughs> unique design for a shark person that's pretty cool yeah mm-hmm. but so he traps him in this contraption that uh he can't teleport he can't go anywhere so they you know he can't he's, he's just stuck he's plain old stuck oh and we cut back to a couple scenes of Kitty and Eliana like freaking out and trying to figure out what's going wrong and trying to get them. <laughs> and we learn at that point, actually, I think we learned earlier that him being there for weeks is a few hours. Okay. Yeah. Oh, time, the time okay. dilation kind of. Yeah. Thing. So the time doesn't make sense. Very with what's going on. Yeah. And at that point, we learn what a boggy really is, mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, which no. is little blue demon looking things that are about a third of the size of kurt yeah and they think he it's just like a big version yeah they don't talk correctly like they don't speak very good english it's kind of like uh, what would you say like poor child english yeah yeah mm-hmm. here's what they look like audrey we'll post yeah. a picture of these oh as well oh my god yeah they're tiny bamps but they're yeah. saying they're upset at they're also upset with chagrin the sorcerer mm-hmm. and they want him and they're trying to get him to help them mm-hmm so then we find Lockheed, uh, Nightcrawler helps Lockheed escape out of this crystal ball that he got trapped in. Mm. And he finds out that Chagrin is trying to uh, sacrifice the princess that he had had uh, feelings for. Not, not the very beautiful yes, <laughs> princess. Yeah. yeah. What's exactly. the green? She has green stuff on her face. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what that is. I don't know is. what that is. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Great. But he has these, he's walking on this corridor to get to this place where he's going to, you know, sacrifice this this lady. And these two stone serpents come alive and start <laughs> chasing him. And he's like, oh, well, if I just chase him to the, the chamber, these two things will destroy the chamber. I mean, checks out. Yeah, it does check out. It actually was a really good plan. Yeah. Truth be told. Awesome. It, it's kind of reminiscent of the uh, the missiles from the first scene in the danger room. Yes. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah so in the very first scene, he's being chased by missiles. Yeah, so. they, yeah, and they, and they get some in a guillotine to, yeah. to get rid of them that mm-hmm. are following him. But Chagrin is mad, and he he destroys his own stone serpents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's actually pretty upset with Nightcrawler at this point because he feels like he's just falling apart. Like they're just like entangled, and both of them are annoyed with each other. They both <laughs> are really just sick of each other in their lives, but they seem to not be able to not be in each other's lives. <laughs> but so Chagrin is holding this uh, this staff the whole time, and mm. the the boggies say that oh, that's the source of his power. So Kurt takes a mace or what looks like a mace and hits the top of it and destroys it. Uh, Chagrin is mad. He's chagrined. <laughs> there <laughs> wow. we go. Wow. Uh, so he he grabs the princess. He starts walking away. He gets hit in the back of the head, and uh, Chagrin takes the the princess away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt awakens sometime later uh, as things are starting to fall apart around him. He bamps out of there, and he once again goes back to Chagrin, who is once again <laughs> I thought I took care of you. And round and round in this circle we go. Right, right. <laughs> they get into this fight, which I thought was probably the coolest fight in this whole series, which is uh, Kurt with three swords swashbuckling against uh, Chagrin. Oh and they God. are fighting on a pirate ship, and then they end up fighting on top of that squid thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Where Kurt had talked about he can't get footing. Well, he slips. 
No. Lockheed ends up spraying some fire on Chagrin, and he falls off the squid to his death. Fuck you. Uh, Kurt then ends up kissing said princess. It's the uh, the old tried and true, you saved me, here's a kiss. Yeah. But Love they're it. wanting to do a little bit more. Ah! And at that time, the princess says, oh, come on, let's take a walk in the garden. And, oh, shit. Uh, and Kitty and Alana are trying to figure this out. They actually teleport his uniform and just his uniform back, which makes for an <laughs> awkward moment where the princess is like, by the goddess, Kurt, your curling disappeared completely and then reappeared. How did you do that? And can you do it again? <laughs> it was a very charged panel. Love her. She looks very like smitten with him. Yeah. She's like, ooh. Like, she knows like what this. she likes. She's yeah. got that blue His demon is- dick. <laughs> yeah. This, oh, this is Ice Planet Barbarians yes. before Ice Planet Barbarians. <gasps> wow. But, okay. it, but his penis isn't barbed, so well, we, don't uh, we don't know that. that we I guess don't that's know true. That. I guess that's true. We don't know that. Anyways, I, I haven't read that fan fiction. Um, <laughs> wow. But wow. so he gets popped into a different dimension, and we end it with him meeting a smaller version of himself that says, "Daddy, you've come home." Oh, <laughs> so th- this it looks exactly like the plushie that he has when he goes. It does. Yeah. Goes yeah. The, yeah. Uh, so I don't. I don't know if that is. Act, like in that comic if it is actually his small like child that he brings to amanda or not no no that was a stuffed toy was for it sure. it looks exactly like this creature yeah but it you yeah. know they're very like that's true they're almost chibi yeah you know true. very like little animated mm-hmm. yeah yeah cutesy yeah. versions of things no for sure for sure but there's a ton of them on this alternate dimension planet which he finds out as they all scream daddy at him <laughs> that's great i love that and then we find out that, of course, Chagrin is not gone. Never. Instead, he is back to cause more trouble with Kurt. And then that leads into kind of a, a little fight. And we end up seeing or meeting uh, an alternate version of Wolverine. Ooh. And in one of my fa- probably my favorite panel is where he wants a smoke and he literally lights up a cigarette and puffs down the whole thing <laughs> in one breath and then inhales it all. Yeah, we'll post that because it's pr- it's a pretty good little yeah, panel. That's good. very funny. And he did. Did you see he's lighting his match off of the border of the comic? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's very fun. But they meet a very very large version of Lockheed, this dragon, who agrees to take them. And find uh, this Chagrin character. As they're doing that, they run across the uh, this version's or this reality's version of Kitty and Colossus, who are swashbucklers. And they all kind of go together for some unknown reason. I didn't really find anything with that, <laughs> Mike, unless you did of some reason of, as to why they all went together. Absolutely they just, not. They no. just decided that that was a cool thing to do. Well, one thing that I found interesting was like, so. Kitty looks very much like a Western bandit, like a Wild West bandit. Yeah, the bandit. hat doesn't help. Yeah, the ha- like. Well, okay, so the striped pants, that is a costuming thing that you would have for pirates, but back in, like, the 60s and 70s. Um, I don't know if that would be... I think the you hat know... is what did it for me. Yeah? I, I yeah? Think th- yeah, she has, a, she like, a, a, she has a cowboy, cowboy hat on. Yeah. yeah. Or like... and she, and she's oh, got... my... Oh, Oh, it's got the plumage though. Yeah, that's like a hook hat. Like, oh, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I didn't. See, uh, I don't I, know. I guess I didn't really catch that. Catch that was For plumage. Me, it, it I'm just... getting buccaneer. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Three. I was thinking like maybe three musketeers. But Cat- like, yeah. sure, sure. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So large Lockheed gets grabbed up by some tentacles. Everybody gets dumped, and they get dumped right by this island, where then they are immediately attacked by dreadwings. After kind of a, a a good fight scene, you get to kind of see everybody's powers. You get to see some kind of unique um, ways that they attack, uh, including Wolverine sucking down a six pack, chomping on it, and then shooting the empty cans at the Dreadwings, which was an incredible scene in and of itself. Um, <laughs> this they, is the best Wolverine. There's yeah, ever it's been. great. This, <laughs> superior. Yeah, but they do take Kitty, and they start to move up this like tower of doom mm-hmm. type of uh looking thing mm-hmm. with feels, all these great signs feels that way let's say scram shove off i turn back if i were you i found those very funny yeah um abandoned uh hope all ye who enter here except tuesdays and thursdays mm-hmm. 5 to 7 p.m <laughs> they get trapped inside and during this kenny and alana are trying to figure out how to get kurt back they end up um bringing back a little bamf who is very excited to see girls, which that was a, mm. a weird panel. Mm. Mm. But we, we go back and we see a dark bamf that they all start fighting, or mainly Kurt starts fighting this dark, huge bamf. And he gets his butt kicked. And they all, all the heroes that went up there are trapped now by, you guessed it, Chagrin the Sorcerer. <laughs> Man, he's too powerful yeah <laughs> or, they, or i guess he's just gotta like, i forgot like, how much happens in these four issues it's a, it's, it's a lot it's very much like rowdy fun time adventures yes yeah like like a child told us the story and it keeps changing like and now they're here and now they're here now and now they're this. doing this yeah and now i have a sword yeah but uh kitty and Alana are still trying to pop people back so they say let's get the biggest one and they bring back dart bamf and they immediately send it back <laughs> Um, then we get Little Bamf rescuing Lockheed, or Lockheed rather helping Bamf r- rescue all the girl Bamfs that got <laughs> kidnapped. Oh, um, they're cute. <laughs> yeah, they're very cute. They uh, they start an attack on Chagrin the Sorcerer, who is very mad, and he and he's kind of had enough with this. And uh, we actually see the alternate version of Storm, who is Wind Rider. Oh, shit. Who attacks Chagrin. Um, they have an ensuing fight. And during this time, we see Lockheed come back. Who it, It's explained that he eats the tentacled monster and then grabs Wind Rider. It was kind of explained quickly and in a weird fashion. <laughs> but Kurt, Yada, yada, move on. <laughs> right, exactly. But then Kurt kind of thinks to himself, like, oh, well, he has, his, uh, he has his little staff back. And that's where he got his powers last time. You know, what can I do to get rid of this? He takes a mace and actually hits the opposite side of the staff with this little jewel. And um, actually, that's how he stops him. I like that literally both times he's like, what if I just used a mace? Yeah. <laughs> it was not the craziest, like, problem solving. No, it really wasn't. But he starts, like, popping between dimensions in the next couple of panels. And he actually ends up um, talking to... I-, I did not recognize this person, but... Did you, Mike? Cretaceous Sam? No, a a little bit later. It was this older-looking lady. Oh. 
who oh, says, oh, mm. Gainsborough, it's you again. And I, I just didn't know what that was referring to. Yeah. But either way, she says that essentially that he can kind of click his heels three times and say he wants to go home because he's actually in charge of this interdimensional <gasps> hopping. And so he uh, makes himself go back home. And then he says, you know, stop playing with those controls, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of that, that this four issue run. I thought it was super interesting um it was a fun read Mm -hmm. um i I mean i would rate it a four out of five this one alone yeah this this was really fun reminds me of she hulk a little bit yeah how like goofy yeah agreed 100 percent. yeah no it 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 is a fun little little jaunt around yeah did you see where all the little female vamps were like "Ooh, kurt you're so tall yeah (laughs) let me touch your face what a, yeah. what so, an interesting get a kiss journey. In, yeah. So this the, that older lady uh, is Sev, oh, S-E-H-V, Sev the Oracle. Oh, cool. Oh. Uh, interdimensional uh, device slash being slash magic user. Occupation is Oracle. Answerer of questions. Oh, all right. Well, she didn't answer some questions. Affiliations, unnamed tribes of uh, Amorius Amazons that populate the Oracle's dimension. Also oh. Nightcrawler. Great. All right. <laughs> also Nightcrawler because he was there it once. Seem, it seems like it. she really only deals with Nightcrawler. That's awesome. Face of Operations, a weird cave in the dimension of warrior women marked by a sign reading Oracle. I love that. Well, either way, she was in a TV for us. Yes. Yeah. So she she's from Bizarre Adventures, so that yeah. checks out. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, okay. Well, she apparently first showed up in 1981. Cool. Mm-hmm. So well, I dug it. Yeah, no, because I I know I had seen her before, but I was like, I have no idea why. No. So I was just like, all right, Google, Google, Google. <laughs> this old woman. Uh, is yeah. Old old woman a in TV. To me. A- answers questions. Yeah. What are you? <laughs> Maybe it's like a little Terry Pratchett reference or something. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. He he has really good old lady wizards in yeah. his books. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would, I, would, I would say you said you gave it a, a four out of five. Four solid four. Good wow. story. Yeah. Good, get not too long, not too short. Kind of fun. A shark. Kind of weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I would, I would say yeah, like either a three and a half or a four, just because it is so chaotic. Sometimes I like sometimes yeah. I was just like I have no idea what the fuck is happening right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it's also very fun in that regard. Is that it's just kind of all over the place. Yeah. Uh, you do have to kind of just go with it for a lot of sections yeah. <laughs> it's gotta just kind of turn your mind off and just let it happen but mm-hmm. it it feels very curt so yeah it's kind of like a story with no consequences exactly yeah 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 and yeah you, you get to see kurt as like a pirate swashbuckler using swords yep. and stuff like that and there's a lot of cool that was little, badass yeah it's a lot of little fun stuff throughout so yeah very yeah. cool very good sweet looks great looks great to me yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like this panel uh where they get kitty back and uh before that like the way that iliana brought kitty back when she closed her eyes and pressed a button yeah taking a leap of faith and she's like oh do that again what did you do i don't know what i was i I don't know i wasn't looking yeah that was awesome (laughs) i like it i feel like the humor in this one would be uh up my alley yeah it was good i think you would enjoy this one Mm -hmm. yeah i think so especially the tyrannosaurus rex that yeah. is in a cowboy outfit. That was one page, yeah, one panel, or one page. Yeah, it's yeah. very yeah. fun. So I think that's all we have for you folks this week. Yeah. Um. I, hopefully, uh, we can 
get some more Nightcrawler in before our schedules change rapidly again and we have to take a quick break from them. But mm-hmm. it's my fault. Nah, it's, it's <laughs> a, your military it's summer, stuff. Honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's summer and there's military yeah. stuff. Uh, maybe we'll do some reviews of Loki or something like that to yeah. fill in the, the gaps as well because that, that is airing for the first time today. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, happy 69 day, everybody. Whee! So, <laughs> and it's hump day. Yeah, yeah, and it's hump day. Wow. Perfect. Yeah, 69 and hump day what on the same day. What a fortuitous day. And we got Kurt. Yeah. And Kurt. <laughs> it's all coming it's together. It's all coming together. <laughs> it all makes sense. All right. So if you like what we do here, feel free to check us out on all of our different social medias. We will have a Linktree link in our description, or you can give us a contact at uh, characterversepod at gmail, or no, yeah, it's at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns, give us a reach out to us. You can, any, pretty much any social media, we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Facebook is the one where you can find all three of us. Any other ones, you're only going to find me. So mm-hmm. choose your social media wisely. Mm-hmm depending on who you want to talk to. Yep. <laughs> also, if you like a podcast, the best thing you can do for it is to review. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Yes, review, like, share. We'll, we'll read them. Yeah. I will, anyway. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, if you review, let us know where you review too, because I don't have a way to view those unless, <laughs> other than manually doing it right now. So. Well, you know, the major ones. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's pretty easy to wherever find. Wherever you can review podcasts, we, yeah. we'll do our best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throw us a like if you have any suggestions or anything like that. Um, we do do polls from time to time, and winners of those polls will get to throw someone up in a, on our our yep. our list. Maybe we'll do one for a movie or something like that soon. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fun as well. So maybe we'll we'll do a contest, and whoever wins the contest will get to select a movie we review or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just to, to fill in the gap here a little bit. I like it. I'm Mike. I'm Audrey. And I'm Charlie. Thank you for joining us and talk to you next time.